This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 55 degrees at 604. Fair skies, visibility at 10 miles, the dew point is at 51. Now, instead of heat index, the National Weather Service actually has a wind chill post and says it feels like it's about 53 degrees. May have a clear night tonight, looks like. If you want to head up to Copernic Observatory to observe the Perseid meteor shower, they have a program tonight. The forecast today, there might be some patchy fog around this morning, otherwise sunny and a high in the upper 70s. New York State police are turning to the public to try to help piece together what happened to a woman whose body was found in a remote area in the town of Morris in Otsego County. Troopers say the remains are those of an adult woman. She was short in stature, believed to have stood between 4 feet 9 and 4 feet 11 inches tall. Several items of clothing were recovered by the authorities. Investigators say the woman had been wearing Adidas brand jogging pants, a pink tank top, along with a lightweight black jacket with a pink zipper and Carolina brand boots. Also found near the remains were an adjustable silver ring with a small heart mounted on it, as well as a gold chain necklace that had a medium to heavy link. The news release provides no specifics regarding the location where the remains were found, when the body and clothing were located, or by whom. Anyone with information is encouraged to contact the New York State Police at 607-561-7400. Well, it's been a long time coming, and the path has been fraught with failed ideas, changes in plans, and unforeseen setbacks. But finally, what has been called the worst eyesore in Broome County appears to be closing in on its next chapter as a place for some people to come home and others to shop and work. Syracuse developer Matthew Paulus, who previously transformed the own Ansco Camera Factory building on Emma Street in Binghamton into a complex with 100 apartments and commercial space, says the first residents of a Apartments being developed in the former Endicott Johnson Shoe Company Victory Building along at Lester Avenue in Johnson City could move in early next year. A model unit for the Victory Lofts Apartments has just been completed in that massive building that eventually will have 156 residential units. Over the years, the building was used as a storage space for vehicles and other items before falling completely idle for many years. Other development plans, including an idea for senior housing, have fallen through for various reasons. The building was acquired by Paulus Development for $1.6 million in March 2020. Preliminary construction work for the $40 million project started last summer. WMBF First News Time 607. City of Binghamton plans to apply for $10 million in New York State funds through the Downtown Revitalization Initiative to improve the Clinton Street Business District, bring in commercial development, and potentially create more affordable housing. The city has released an online survey to collect public comments on the current state and future vision for Clinton Street. The Resident, the officials say the survey will help planners to develop a strategy for the future of the First Ward Business Corridor that maintains those things that people like about it now and brings making plans to add what people hope to see 
in the future. The survey is available to participate until August 31st. There will also be a public workshop at the First Ward Senior Center on September 14th. That will be at 6 p.m. In addition to the public input, the city is also working with business owners, nonprofits, and other community members to develop a plan before submitting the proposal to New York State for the Downtown Revitalization Initiative grant process. Well, speaking of business in our area, a major milestone has been reached at the long-awaited Imperium 3 New York lithium-ion battery factory in Endicott. Imperium 3 New York has announced it is officially beginning commercial production activities of our USA-made lithium-ion batteries. Imperium's factory is located on the Huron campus in Endicott. IM3NY had posted on Twitter on Thursday afternoon, quote, we're happy to announce IM3NY is pressing the on button and starting commercial cell production activities at the first U.S.-owned lithium-ion battery cell manufacturing plant located in Endicott, New York. Company officials were not immediately available to elaborate on the latest developments. It's been nearly five years since Governor Andrew Cuomo visited Endicott to announce the plans for construction of a $140 million gigafactory that would manufacture lithium-ion batteries at the Huron campus. It's 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet. Farmer. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, Good morning on this Friday, August 12th, at 6.11. You're listening to WMBF's First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Got three hours to go for me before the weekend starts. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting. Signed detour routes are posted. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed and a signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system.
National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 56 degrees, 87% humidity. Today some patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise sunny with a high near 78 degrees. Tonight clear with a low near 49 degrees. Saturday sunny with a high near 80. Saturday night mostly clear, a low around 53. Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 82. And Sunday night chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m., but mostly cloudy with a low around 60 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. It's 613. You're listening to WMBF. Don't miss. WNBF. 6.15 on WNBF. Time for a check on sports. No action for the Yankees and Mets last night, an off day for both teams. But this weekend, the New York Yankees head to Boston for a three-game series with the Red Sox. Domingo Herman going for the Yankees, a 1-2 record of 5.09 ERA. For the Red Sox, Nathan Avaldi, 5-3 record, 4.23 ERA. Yankees have a slight edge in tonight's game. Tough stretch for the Red Sox. They're now in last in the AL East. And they just recently lost Chris Sale as well for the rest of the season. Now, Chris Sale, he's had some injury concerns over the last couple of years, some pretty major ones, and finally got back this year. And in his, I believe it was his first or second start, broke his finger on a comebacker. So went back on the injured list. Didn't expect that that was going to keep him out for the rest of the year. But it turns out, while recovering from that broken finger, he had a little bike accident and broke his wrist and it required surgery. So Chris Sale out for the Red Sox for the rest of the year. Not that it's going to change the Red Sox prospects for a postseason berth at this point in the season. Made some changes at the trade deadline. Went out and got Tommy Pham and Eric Hosmer. As a veteran Padres fan, I know better than to think those are two good players. Boston currently 55 and 58, 16 and a half games back from the Yankees in the division. And behind the lowly Baltimore Orioles, who are not so lowly anymore. Baltimore now over 500 for the first time and. Well, it seems like since the first time since they traded Manny Machado to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Maybe even a little bit before that as well. So Baltimore on a nice little hot streak here. I'd like to see the Baltimore Orioles streak into the playoffs. I think that would be good for the game of baseball. Something to root for. A lowly team. They're just outside the playoff picture right now. Only half a game out of the final wild card spot. And they're having a good second half of the year, so you can see them really launch into that wild card spot maybe give the Yankees a run in a, in a postseason series that would be a tough way to go for the Yankees to win the division get into the postseason and then face the Baltimore Orioles the wagon that is the Baltimore Orioles and get knocked out in the first round I don't think Yankee fans would be too happy about that the Mets are facing off against the Philadelphia Phillies at home this weekend for the Phillies, Ranger Suarez going, an 8-5 and record, a 3.68 ERA. For the Mets, Max Scherzer, an 8-2 and record, a 1.98 ERA. Max Scherzer very quietly having one of the best seasons out of anybody in the National League and anybody in Major League Baseball. Earlier this year, I was just about ready to give Sandy Alcantara the Cy Young Award, but can't sleep on Max Scherzer. He's missed some time, so he's got a little bit of makeup work to do down the stretch, but... He's been fantastic for the Mets this season. The Mets have built a real powerhouse team there. They're heavily favorited in this game. 
a 73-39 and record. That's first in the NL East and a better record than the New York Yankees right now. Philadelphia, 62-49. and They're third in the NL East. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost again last night, 8-6 to to the Altoona Curve. A little more offense than they got yesterday when they only had one hit, a solo home run from Wyatt Young. But today, a little more offense. Got RBIs from Jordan, Sanger, and Winokur. Jordan and Sanger both hit home runs. Solo shots. Jordan's coming in the first inning, and Sanger's coming in the seventh inning, but not enough to overcome the eight runs scored by the Altoona Curve. Rumble Ponies are back in action tonight at Marabado Stadium. Game starts at 7.05. If you can't make it in person, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.50. It's 6.19 on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The stock market finished mixed on Thursday as investors expect more rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. The Nasdaq finished the session down half a percent. The Dow Jones closed fractionally higher, the S&P fractionally lower. Electric vehicle maker Rivian Automotive has reported second quarter revenue that was higher than Wall Street had been expecting. The company, however, does expect a wider loss for the full year. There's good news for year-end summer trips, even if you don't have an EV. Gasoline prices have fallen for the last 58 days in a row, and they're now back down below $4 a gallon on average nationwide. Two months ago, that price stood at five oh two a gallon. Johnson & Johnson says it will take the talcum out of all of the baby powder it sells around the world by the end of next year. The company already sells only powder containing cornstarch in North America instead of the potentially cancer-causing talcum that used to be found in its powder. Jim Ryan, ABC News. The Illum- Six twenty-two on WNBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Even under the best circumstances, driving can be stressful. Add to that bad weather, bad drivers, lots of traffic, and you've got a recipe for road rage. Road rage can be dangerous, even fatal. So why are more people prone to lashing out when they're behind the wheel? Well, to start, there's this feeling of anonymity. You probably wouldn't blatantly cut someone in line at a store, but you might act a bit more aggressively if you think people can't see who you are. What's more, interactions in the car are usually fleeting, and you're unlikely to see the other driver again. So what can you do to cool off? Well, don't assume someone cut you off because they're a bad person. Maybe they really didn't see you, or maybe they've got a family emergency or something that they're speeding to get to. Even if they don't, try to let it go. Easier said than done, I know, but it's just not worth the risk. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The most effective healthcare is patient focused. Tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. 
Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. With Angie, you could cross your next project off your to-do list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need, and we'll handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. Or browse reviews, compare quotes from pros, and connect instantly. All for free. For everything from routine maintenance to a dream remodel. Because however you want your project done, we'll get it done. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. Some pr- News Radio 627 on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting. Signed detours will be posted. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now, about 55 degrees, 87% humidity. Today, sunny with a high near 73. Tonight, clear, a low around 48. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 75. Tomorrow night, mostly clear, a low near 51. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 77. And Sunday night, chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m., Mostly cloudy, a low around 57 degrees, 30% chance of rain. 629, you're listening to WMBF. First. WMBF. 6.30 on WMBF. Now it's time for an ABC Entertainment Update. Entertainment News. Play ball. I'm a pitcher, and you need me. The beloved film A League of Their Own is now a TV series. Out today on Amazon Prime Video, one of several new shows getting strong reviews. The other is Apple TV Plus's Hurricane Katrina Hospital drama, Five Days at Memorial. One of the new movies this weekend. Cut next and cash your checks. Jamie Foxx and Dave Franco star in the vampire action comedy Day Shift on Netflix and in theaters. Well, hello. I'm Max Aunt Rita. Diane Keaton stars in the body-switching comedy Mac and Rita and summering is a coming-of-age drama. What up, what up? The longest-running cast member on Saturday Night Live got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame Thursday. Keenan Thompson told the crowd that he never expected any awards or special recognition. I do comedy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fun. So... <laughs> I don't really look at it as work. 
necessarily, but I do like to get up and get after it every single day. This upcoming season will be Thompson's 20th on SNL. And rapper Sir Mix-a-Lot is 59 today. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. Welcome. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's a refreshing 55 degrees at 632. Looking for a high today, getting into the upper 70s. Some patchy fog around this morning and not much in the way of precipitation for the next few days. Former President Donald Trump is calling for the immediate release of the federal warrant the FBI used to search his Florida estate. In messages posted late yesterday on his Truth social platform, Trump writes, quote, release the documents now. The Justice Department had asked a court to unseal the warrant earlier Thursday with Attorney General Merrick Garland citing the substantial public interest in this matter. In Washington today, House members are returning from recess to vote on the Inflation Reduction Act. The Democrat-led legislation already passed along party lines in the Senate and is expected to face Republican resistance in the House of Representatives. Debate on the Inflation Reduction Act is set to begin this morning with the vote expected in the afternoon. The bill is expected to gain large support from Democrats and a rebuff from Republicans who have criticized several proposals in the bill, including its plan to allocate billions of dollars for climate change initiatives and say it won't do enough to reduce inflation. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. WMBF First News Time 634. New York State Police are looking for information concerning the discovery of a woman's body in the town of Morris in Otsego County. Authorities say the woman stood between four foot nine and four foot eleven and was wearing Adidas jogging pants, a pink tank top, a lightweight black jacket with pink zipper, and Carolina brand boots. A silver heart ring and a gold chain necklace were also found in the remote area. Investigators say they want to be able to notify the woman's family and conduct a criminal investigation if necessary. There were no details provided on just where and when the remains were found. Anyone with information is asked to call the New York State Police in Odeana, 607-561-7400. The Broome County jury in the attempted murder case of a Colesville man and the evidence tampering case of the man's father is deliberating after over a week of testimony. Jason Johnson is on trial for allegedly shooting and wounding a New York State trooper while his father, David Johnson, is accused of tampering with physical evidence days after the shooting incident. Jury selection in the case began on August 2nd, and the panel has been hearing from witnesses for over a week, including from the New York State trooper who was shot in the hip on June 9th, 2021. Trooper Becky Seeger was among officers responding to check on a suspicious person who had been reported seen drawing in the middle of the road. Jason Johnson was apprehended following a manhunt that lasted over 20 hours, while Trooper Seeger says she continues to suffer from the aftermath of the shooting. David Johnson was said to have been out of town at the time of the shooting, but later allegedly was at a cabin used by his son and rearranged evidence, including clothing and possible shell casings, prompting his arrest a month after the shooting on charges of evidence tampering. WMBF First News Time, 
635. Leading national health officials are saying COVID-19 guidelines, many of which were put into place at the start of the pandemic, can be relaxed as a majority of people have some degree of immunity from getting vaccines or being exposed to the coronavirus in one or more of its variants. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says people who are exposed to someone with COVID no longer need to quarantine and people no longer need to social distance. Authorities do still recommend face masks be worn in areas where community transmission is listed as high or if a person is at risk due to underlying health issues for a negative outcome from getting COVID-19. Right now, the latest CDC community transmission map lists Broome and Tioga counties as medium transmission risk, while Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, and Tompkins counties are low. In Pennsylvania, Bradford, Susquehanna, and Wayne counties in the northern tier are all listed as medium transmission risk. There still can be state and even local requirements pertaining to COVID-19, which many health officials concede is here to stay, but can be managed. There has been no update on COVID guidelines published on New York State Department of Health websites. And former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says the state taxpayer should foot the bill for his legal defense against the allegations of sexual harassment that led to his resignation from office one year ago on Wednesday. The former governor filed suit August 11th against the state attorney general for allegedly violating state law by denying his request and getting assigned public assistance for his defense. Attorney General Letitia James in April denied the Democrat legal counsel. Cuomo's camp claims the sexual harassment allegations come from a time when, according to the court challenge he was acting within the scope of his employment or duties therefore the state should be responsible for facing the legal claims the former member of the cuomo security detail a female new york state trooper is among those claiming inappropriate behavior on the part of the former governor the unnamed trooper filed a lawsuit earlier this year in federal court claiming cuomo and those in his administration violated her civil rights when the then governor made sexually suggestive comments to her and ran his fingers or hand across her stomach and back it's 638 where news breaks first news radio 1290 wmbf wmbf.com and 92.1 fm on WNBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. You know, sometimes this job has very strange consequences and, um, you know, the kind of a pulling back the curtain in the the news business. It's very odd when you end up being personally connected to some of the news stories you cover. And this turns out to be the case this week. Um, at first, it was it was hard to make the connection because of some anomalies with news releases and lack of information and such. But it turns out, and a lot of the WMBF listeners will understand when I bring this to light, that um, in that double fatal uh, accident earlier this week, late Monday night into Tuesday morning, the Johnson City couple that was killed on the Vestal Parkway when their car um, impacted with an oncoming vehicle going that was going the wrong way. Um, Paula and Albert Latessa were killed in that crash. Um, a lot of our MBF li- listeners will recognize not so much the full name, but they will know either Big Al or Al from Johnson City, frequently called 
the uh, the talk show and and a lot of other radio stations in our area familiar with Al and uh, he was a big fan of local radio and unfortunately he and his wife killed in that head-on collision investigation still underway um, Monday night on the Vestal Parkway over the by Old Vestal Road and Murray Hill Road and such so um, on behalf of the WMBF family um, our uh, thoughts with the family of the the Latessas and all that they're going through right now a difficult situation but it's just kind of strange when you're a news person you have to report something about somebody you know yeah that's you know that's never great and you never want to see bad news happen well you know and and some every story we read it's somebody's family um no matter what the situation but uh, once again a lot of our wmbf listeners will be familiar with al from johnson city that would call occasionally and onto the program and was quite the fixture on a lot of our local radio stations, not just Town Square radio stations, but other radio stations in our area, whether he would call for uh, just chat with the announcers or participate in contests. And a lot of people were familiar with Al from Johnson City, or Big Al, as he was sometimes known in some of the other stations. So, once again, our thoughts with the family. Yeah, it's definitely not my favorite part of this job, is that, for the most part, you know, our job is to see the seedy underbelly and the worst and everything you know you we get all it's the like worst being a news law coming enforcement through officer yeah it's you know it takes a toll eventually yeah um but yeah sad news for the family sad news for the wmbf family yeah you never want to lose a caller we love our callers even the ones who call in and yell at bob we still love everybody which is most listening. of them yeah which is most of them <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean it's it's local radio you know it's not national radio we're here in the community also with this particular story as more information becomes available in the continuing investigation we of course will be bringing that to you absolutely it's 643 you're listening to wmbf you know Six forty-five on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained, and the lane closure is expected to be in place until August twenty-first. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting. Signed detour routes will be posted. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. 
Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 55 degrees, 87% humidity. Today sunny with a high near 73. Tonight clear, a low around 48. Saturday sunny with a high near 75. Saturday night mostly clear, a low near 51. And Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 77. And Sunday night chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low around 57 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. It's 6.47. You're listening to WMBF. Scott Cr- on WNBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. If you invested in crypto based on a celebrity's recommendation and lost money, can you sue the celebrity? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Post a job for free and find qualified candidates quickly at linkedin.com slash Kim. I'm happy to tell you that I was never one to endorse cryptocurrency. I didn't really believe in its long-term stability. But many who did are now suing the celebrities who endorsed various crypto firms. Take Mark Cuban, for instance. He owns the Dallas Mavericks, and he's the star of the ABC hit TV show Shark Tank. Both Cuban and the Mavericks promoted a crypto firm called Voyager Digital. The firm is now in bankruptcy after three and a half million of its customers lost $5 billion when crypto crashed. And those investors have filed a class action lawsuit against Cuban, saying they invested based on his glowing endorsement. If they win, Matt Damon, Reese Witherspoon, Gwyneth Paltrow, and more Hollywood types could very well be next. Get my daily podcast, Perfect for Drives and Walks. It's called Kim Commando Today. You have a lot of places to get your tech news. I know that. But there's only one website that tells you what the tech news means to you. And that's my site, commando.com. Every day, you'll find breaking tech news, security alerts, along with really useful tips and product reviews. Tens of millions of people just like you visit my site. And I'd love for you to become a regular. I bet you learn one great thing each day at commando.com. And at my site, you also get early access to my USA Today columns, too. And to make things easier on your busy life, sign up for my free newsletters that get delivered right to your inbox. You can pick and choose what you're interested in, whether that's smartphones or smart homes, Windows or Mac. And this way, you only get the know-how that you want. And I'll never, ever send you spam because I value you and your inbox. At commando.com, there are links at the top of the page to get my free newsletters. And also, send me a personal message. Go now while you're thinking about it. That's commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O dot com. When Dad needed help getting around, I became his driver. Soon enough, it was up to me to be his housekeeper and financial manager, too. When he moved in, I became his cook and even his nurse. But no matter what roles I play, I know I'm still his daughter. We understand the roles you play. So to help, we created aarp.org slash caregiving, where you can connect with experts and other caregivers. Visit aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. News Radio 1290-WNBF. 6.55 on WNBF, closing out our number one of First News. Time for a check on sports. No games for the Yankees and Mets last night. Plus some pretty big series coming up for both teams. The Yankees heading to Boston to face off with the Red Sox. 
For the Yankees, Domingo Herman on the mound, a 1-2 record, 5.09 ERA. For the Red Sox, Nathan Avaldi, 5-3 record, 4.23 ERA. The Red Sox, well, they're having a rough go of it right now. They're now in last in the AL East after the surging Baltimore Orioles. Got above 500 for the first time in what feels like forever. The Red Sox now 55-58. and 58. Also just lost Chris Sale for the rest of the season. Now Chris Sale, injured on a comebacker, broke his finger in his first or second start back from the injured list after a lengthy stay there. And while he was recovering from that, had a little bike accident, broke his wrist, which required surgery. So Chris Sale out for the rest of the year for the Boston Red Sox. Not that it would have made too much of a difference. Because looking at the Boston Red Sox roster right now, well, there's not a lot of hope for the future. Especially now that they've added Eric Hosmer and Tommy Pham to the roster. Eric Hosmer, just a ground ball machine. A certified worm killer. Eric Hosmer, and that's not what you want in today's baseball game. You want to hit the ball in the air, because when you hit the ball in the air, more good things happen. But Eric Hosmer, with a career average launch angle of about 4 degrees, shockingly, when he bumped that up to 8 degrees, which is still well below the league average in the 2020 season, he was actually pretty good, had an OPS in the 800s that year, and then went right back to the 4 degree launch angle. Not great for the Boston Red Sox. But a good chance for the Yankees, who are going through a bit of a rough stretch right now, to get back on the right track, even if the Boston Red Sox aren't that good. The Yankees-Red Sox always gets the people going. So it could be a good momentum builder. We could put this rough stretch behind us as the Yankees. Mets facing off with the Philadelphia Phillies, who are third in the NL East right now. The Mets obviously leading the NL East with a 73-39 and record. For the Phillies, Ranger Suarez going an 8-5 record, a 3.68 ERA. For the Mets, Max Scherzer, an 8-2 record, 1.98 ERA. So it should be a good chance for the Mets to keep this hot streak going. I believe it's 14 of their last 16 games that they've won. They've been red hot since the All-Star break, so hope to see that continue for the Mets. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 8-6. Got RBIs from Jordan Singer and Winokur. A solo home run from Jordan in the first inning, and a solo home run from Sanger in the seventh inning, but not enough to overcome the eight runs scored by the Altoona Curve. Rumble Ponies are back in action tonight at 7.05. If you can't make it out to Morabito Stadium for the game, well, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins. Another bit of sports news, Field of Dreams games was yesterday. After the Griff- Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. played catch in Iowa, Drew Smiley took over, struck out nine in five scoreless innings, and the Chicago Cubs beat the Cincinnati Reds 4-2 in Major League Baseball's second Field of Dreams game. Couldn't imagine a more boring matchup for such an awesome game. I'll say the Chicago White Sox and Yankees game last year for the Field of Dreams game. That was something. That was a truly impressive game, and it ended in perfect fashion with Tim Anderson hitting a walk-off home run. 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. It's a- this is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Two more hours of first news coming up with myself, James Kelly, and Kathy White. But up next, ABC News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. 
Good morning. It's 56 degrees at 7.04. Nice crisp morning, but there might be some fog around in some patches. Sunshine today, high getting into the upper 70s. New York State Police are turning to the public to try to help piece together what happened to a woman whose body was found in a remote area in the town of Morris in Otsego County. The troopers say the remains are those of an adult woman. She was short in stature, believed to have stood between 4 feet 9 and 4 feet 11 inches tall. Several items of clothing were recovered by the authorities. Investigators say the woman had been wearing Adidas brand jogging pants, a pink tank top, along with a lightweight black jacket with a pink zipper and Carolina brand boots. Also found near the remains were an adjustable silver ring with a small heart mounted on it, as well as a gold chain necklace with a medium to heavy link. The news release provides no specifics regarding the location where the remains were found, when the body and clothing were located, or by whom. Anyone with information is encouraged to contact the New York State Police at 607-561-7400. Former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo wants taxpayers to pay his legal bills as he defends himself against a workplace sexual harassment claim, and he is suing the New York State Attorney General over it. Cuomo filed suit against Attorney General Letitia James yesterday, arguing that James violated state law by denying him public assistance for his defense. In April, James denied the ex-governor's request for representation. Cuomo claims James' position is in violation of laws providing protections for the governor when the allegations stem from a time when he was acting within the scope of his employment or duties, according to the suit. An unnamed New York State trooper filed suit earlier this year asking that a federal court find Cuomo and others violated her civil rights. Cuomo, the once powerful Democrat who earned accolades for his response to the COVID-19 outbreak, resigned one year ago on Wednesday following an investigation by the Attorney General's office concluded that he sexually harassed nearly a dozen women and that he and aides worked to retaliate against at least one of the accusers. James responded to Cuomo's claim that she's abusing her authority regarding his legal defense costs with a statement saying, quote, sexually harassing young women who work for you is not part of anyone's job description. She added, quote, taxpayer should not have to pony up for legal bills that could reach millions of dollars so Mr. Cuomo's lawyer can attack survivors of his abuse. WMBF First News Time, 7.06. A major milestone has been reached at the long-awaited Imperium 3 New York lithium-ion battery factory in Endicott. Imperium 3 New York has announced it is officially beginning commercial production activities of the USA-made lithium-ion batteries. Imperium's factory is located on the Huron campus in Endicott. Company officials were not immediately available to elaborate on a Twitter message that said they were happy to announce pressing the on button starting commercial cell production activities. It's been nearly five years since Governor Cuomo visited Endicott to announce plans for construction of a $140 million gigafactory that would manufacture lithium-ion batteries at the Huron campus. And it's been a long time coming, and the path has been fraught with failed ideas, changes in plans, and unforeseen setback. But finally, what's been called the worst eyesore in Broome County appears to be closing in on its next chapter as a place for some people to come home and others to shop and work. Syracuse developer Matthew Paulus, who previously transformed the old Ansco Camera Factory building on Emma Street in Binghamton into a complex with 100 apartments and commercial space, says the first 
faced residents of apartments being developed at the former Endicott Johnson Shoe Company Victory Building in Johnson City could move in early next year. A model unit for the Victory Lofts Apartments has just been completed in that massive building off Lester Avenue that eventually will have 156 residential units. The city of Binghamton plans to apply for $10 million in New York State funds through the Downtown Revitalization Initiative to improve the Clinton Street Business District, bring in commercial development, and potentially create more affordable housing. The city has released an online survey to collect public comments on the current state and future vision for Clinton Street. Officials say the survey will help planners to develop a strategy for the future of the First Ward Business Corridor that maintains those things that people like about it and begin making plans to add what people want to see. The survey is available until August 31st. There's also a public workshop planned for the First Ward Senior Center that will happen on September 14th at 6 p.m. It's 7.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Good morning on this Friday, August 12th. It's 7-Eleven on WMBF. You're listening to First News. And myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting, and signed detours are posted in the area. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed, and a signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. Around Broome County... The Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 56 degrees, 81% humidity. Today sunny with a high near 73. Tonight clear with a low near 48. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 75. Tomorrow night mostly clear, a low near 51. And Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 77. Sunday night chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 57 degrees, a 30% chance of rain. 
It's 714. You're listening to WMBF. Seven sixteen on WMBF. Time for a sports update. Well, no game for the Yankees and Mets yesterday. They both have pretty big series coming up this weekend. The Yankees facing off against the Boston Red Sox in Boston. The Red Sox now fifty-eight or fifty-five and fifty-eight, fifth in the AL East. The Yankees seventy-one and forty-one, first in the AL East. For the Yankees, Domingo Herman on the mound tonight. A one and two record, five oh nine ERA for the Red Sox. Nathan Avaldi, five and three record, four twenty three ERA. This is a good chance for the Yankees to build some momentum after they've come out of the All Star break a little slow to start the second half of the season. The Red Sox may not be the best competitor in the world right now, but Yankee fans know if you beat the Red Sox, everything's fine. There are no problems. So a good chance for the Yankees to build some momentum going into the middle of August and September and eventually the postseason. The Mets host the Philadelphia Phillies tonight. The Mets 73-39, and 39, first in the NL East, second best record in Major League Baseball. The Phillies 62-49, and 49, third in the NL East. For the Phillies, Ranger Suarez getting the ball, an 8-5 record, 368 ERA. For the Mets, Max Scherzer, 8-2 record, 198 ERA. The Mets hot out of the All-Star break, where the Yankees are not. I believe they've won 14 of their last 16 games. Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 8-6. Got RBIs from Jordan Sanger and Winokur. Jordan and Sanger both hit home runs. Jordan's coming in the first inning. Sanger's coming in the seventh inning. But not enough to overcome the eight runs scored by the Altoona Curve. Rumble Ponies back in action tonight at 7.05 at Marabado Stadium. If you can't make it in person, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins. And after Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr. played catch in Iowa, Drew Smiley took over, struck out nine in five scoreless innings, and the Chicago Cubs beat the Cincinnati Reds 4-2 in Major League Baseball's second Field of Dreams game. Located on a field they built right next to the movie site in Iowa. Seiya Suzuki reached three times and Nick Madrigal had three hits for Chicago in a throwback ballpark a short walk away from the main field for the 1989 movie. The night began with Hall of Famer Ken Griffey Jr. and his father emerging from the iconic corn stalks to play catch in the outfield, delighting the sellout crowd of 7,823. It's a small stadium. But I'm glad that they're going to be doing this year after year. I mean, they wouldn't have built this multi-million dollar stadium if they weren't going to play a game there every year. Unfortunately, this year, the Chicago Cubs and Cincinnati Reds, not exactly primetime television at this point in the season. But the Field of Dreams game still cool. 7-19 on WMBF. That's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. The stock market finished mixed on Thursday as investors expect more rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. The Nasdaq finished the session down half a percent. The Dow Jones closed fractionally higher, the S&P fractionally lower. Electric vehicle maker Rivian Automotive has reported second quarter revenue that was higher than Wall Street had been expecting. The company, however, does expect a wider loss for the full year. There's good news for year-end summer trips, even if you don't have an EV. 
Gasoline prices have fallen for the last 58 days in a row, and they're now back down below $4 a gallon on average nationwide. Two months ago, that price stood at five oh two a gallon. Johnson & Johnson says it will take the talcum out of all of the baby powder it sells around the world by the end of next year. The company already sells only powder containing cornstarch in North America instead of the potentially cancer-causing talcum that used to be found in its powder. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Seven twenty-one on this Friday on WMBF. You know what that means? It's time for Foodie Friday with Kathy White. Now you went to the Speedy Fest last weekend. Absolutely, it was fantastic. But you were not there for the Speedy Cooking Contest, nor were you one of the celebrity judges, since. You really don't have the educated palate yet to know what a good speedy is. Yeah, a bad plus I, I wouldn't have done it unless everybody else did it. Nobody needs to see what a speedy that I cook looks like. No one needs that. Right. But you, there was a, the kind of the, how things have changed. Is, um, I, I participated in some of the cooking contests before, and it was just, you know, your, your chicken, lamb, pork, beef. But now they had a category for vegetarian, which I still have a hard time wrapping my head around what exactly a vegetarian speedy could be. I mean, everyone always goes, oh, it's going to be tofu. Well, no, it doesn't have to be tofu. So kind of thinking about this sort of thing, for Foodie Friday this week, it's I don't claim this is a speedy because it, it uses curry spices. I don't know if you went to have it qualify as a speedy, you need to have the speedy flavor to it or whatever. But um, a lot of people have got squash coming out of their gardens right now. So I've had questions about what to do with yellow squash and zucchini. So the recipe this week is going to be and is online right now, grilled curry squash kebabs, okay? They're really good. They've got a lot of different vegetables in it. You can have it as a side dish. I have it presented over some brown rice, and I really like it as a main dish, as a vegetarian dish. And uh, maybe you'll like it, too. It's real quick to make. You can make it on the grill. And if it's too cold to cook out, that's all right, too. You can just fire up the broiler and make it that way. And I like Indian food. I like curry spices. You can make it as spicy as you want, as not spicy as you want. But in the meantime, if somebody has a recipe for a vegetarian speedy and can tell me what makes it skewered vegetables and what makes it vegetarian speedy, I'd be interested in no. You can email email me. All right. Yeah, I'm a big meat person. So vegetarian food, you know, well, it's, I mean, it's good to have options. So if somebody can tell me, you know, just what makes it qualify as a speedy and still be meatless, I would be very interested in that. And you know who's really good at about adapting recipes? For whether they be to go vegetarian or vegan or if there's diet issues like with gluten and dairy and things like that, our friends down at Down to Earth Whole Foods, they're really good at that kind of thing and they can help you out. And they deal with stuff with the meat as well and it's good, organic, nothing messed around with. There's not a lot of things shot into it and stuff. For example, in their cafe yesterday, they had uh, like Philly cheesesteak type sandwiches that you could pick up for lunch. They've got all sorts of great supplements if you're going to be on the health kick. You want to try to maybe boost your immune system or just improve your overall situation. Go see the folks down at Down to Earth Whole Foods, 305 Grant Avenue in Endicott. Just a little 
little tiny bit east of Union Endicott High School. They're open 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., 607-785-2338. And you need to check out what they've got coming in as far as fresh produce. Of course, like I said, the squash and all that kind of stuff coming in. Also, uh, they have goat cheeses from some local farms and a bunch of different locally produced organic produce, meats, eggs, milk, that kind of stuff. Check them out on Facebook and on Twitter to see what is coming into the store. And don't forget, they do have curbside pickup if you want to go that route and give them a call and arrange for that. Or you can arrange for delivery. They do have free delivery services. So check out Down to Earth Whole Foods, 305 Grant Avenue, Endicott. They're open seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. And they have been providing us the support for Foodie Friday for all these lone years. And go online and check out my curry squash kebab and balsamic rice that is the recipe this week for Foodie Friday. Yes, WMBF.com. Get that recipe. Bring it to all your friends this weekend. Show off. Say, yeah, I cooked this myself. And Thanks email me White. if you have a vegetarian speedy recipe so I can see what's in it. Absolutely. 725 on WMBF. Welcome. on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting. Signed detour routes will be posted. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 56 degrees, 81% humidity. Today sunny with a high near 73. Tonight clear with a low around 48. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 75. Tomorrow night mostly clear, a low near 51. And on Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 77. Sunday night chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low near 57 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. 731, you're listening to WMBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. 
Good morning. It's a very nice day for us today. A little patchy fog this morning, otherwise sunny and a high in the upper 70s. The authorities are investigating the motives of an armed man, they say, tried to breach the FBI's Cincinnati office that the man fled and was shot. He died a few hours later at a rural in the rural standoff with law enforcement. The case yesterday unfolded as the FBI warns its agents to take extra precautions amid an increase in social media threats to bureau personnel and facilities following a search of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. A law enforcement officer briefed on the Cincinnati matter says federal investigators are examining whether the suspect in the case identified as 42-year-old Ricky Schiffer may have had ties to far-right extremist groups, including the Proud Boys. He was said to have been on the scene of the Capitol insurrection on January 6th. The Trump Organization's chief financial officer is due in a New York City court today in a case about tax fraud in New York State. Alan Weisselberg, for decades the chief financial officer of former President Trump's namesake business, is charged with compensating employees off the books in order to pay less in taxes. Weisselberg has pleaded not guilty. He could learn his trial date. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office said Weisselberg avoided taxes on nearly $2 million in income because the company paid his rent for his car and private school tuition for his grandchildren. Trump has not been charged, but Weisselberg's court hearing is a capstone on an extraordinary week that began with an FBI search of Trump's Florida home. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WMBF First News Time, 733. New York State Police are looking for information concerning the discovery of a woman's body in the town of Morris in Otsego County. Authorities say the woman stood between 4 foot 9 and 4 foot 11 and was wearing Adidas jogging pants, a pink tank top, a lightweight black jacket with pink zipper and Carolina brand boots. A silver heart ring and a gold chain necklace were also found in the remote area. Investigators say they want to be able to notify the woman's family and conduct a criminal investigation if necessary. There were no details provided on just where and when the remains were found. Anyone with information is asked to call State Police in Oneana at 607-561-7400. A Cortland man is facing numerous felony counts after being found in the parking lot of a closed business overnight earlier this month. At around 12.23 a.m. on August 6th, an officer from the Homer Police Department noticed an occupied vehicle in the parking lot in the town of Homer just outside the village line. And officers from the Cortland County Sheriff's Office were called to respond and assist with investigating the suspicious activity. The Sheriff's Office says during the investigation, four people were found inside the vehicle along with drugs and drug paraphernalia. According to a sheriff's news release, 56-year-old David Sneed II was found in possession of 86 bags of heroin, around 11 grams of crystal methamphetamine, approximately 3 grams of cocaine, 60 buprenorphine pills, or rather strips, uh, packaging materials, a scale, and cash. In all, investigators say the drugs were believed to have a street value of over $2,800. Sneed is charged with felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance and misdemeanor criminally using drug paraphernalia. Sneed was ordered to appear in Town of Homer Court later on next month. The Broome County jury in the attempted murder case of a Colesville man and evidence tampering case of his father 
is deliberating after over a week of testimony. Jason Johnson is on trial for allegedly shooting and wounding a New York State trooper while his father, David Johnson, is accused of tampering with evidence days after the shooting incident. Jury selection in the case began on August 2nd, and the panel has been hearing from witnesses over a week, including from the New York State trooper who was shot in the hip on June 9th, 2021. Trooper Becky Seegers was among officers responding to check on a suspicious person who had been reported seen drawing in the middle of the road. Jason Johnson was apprehended following a manhunt that lasted over 20 hours, while Trooper Seegers says she continues to suffer from the aftermath of the shooting. David Johnson was said to have been out of town at the time of the shooting, but later allegedly was at the cabin used by his son and rearranged evidence, including clothing and possible shell casing, prompting his arrest a month after the shooting on charges of evidence tampering. Leading national health officials are saying COVID-19 guidelines, many of which were put into place at the start of the pandemic, can be relaxed as a majority of people have some degree of immunity thanks to vaccines or being exposed to the coronavirus in one or more of its variants. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention says people who are exposed to someone with COVID no longer need to quarantine and people no longer need to socially distance. Authorities do still recommend face masks be worn in areas where community transmission is listed as high or if a person is at risk due to underlying health issues for a negative outcome from getting COVID. Right now, the latest CDC community transmission map lists Broome and Tioga counties as medium transmission risk, while Shenango, Cortland, Delaware, and Tompkins counties are low. In Pennsylvania, Bradford, Susquehanna, and Wayne counties in the northern tier are all listed as medium transmission risk. There still can be state and even local requirements pertaining to COVID-19, which many health officials concede is here to stay but can be managed. There has been no update on COVID guidelines published on the site for the New York State Department of Health. It's 7.38, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Are you prepared? Seven thirty nine on WMBF's first news. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. We have a little preview for a pretty exciting Southern Tier close up coming out tomorrow. Yeah, I always have to put on my calendar because it doesn't always stick in my little mental Rolodex that we're coming up pretty close to the annual um, Jim Mudcat Grant. Used to be just the Jim Mudcat Grant Celebrity Golf Tournament, but now add in Legacy celebrity golf tournament that's coming up september 1st at the links at hiawatha landing so this week on southern tier close-up tomorrow at 603 a.m i'm going to be talking to the president and ceo mic drop here of security mutual life kirk gravely he's going to be my guest and we're going to be talking about how the tournament got started if you're not familiar with who jim mudcat grant was Super, super nice guy. Uh, baseball legend with the Black Aces. That was uh, the club that they had. Was it 20 or more stri- scoreless innings in their in a year in their professional Probably career? 20 wins. There you go. Yeah. 
and uh, and the, his whole legacy. He always came back to Binghamton. He would go in, talk to the kids at the Boys and the Girls Clubs, go to the hospitals, and just an, an inspirational, inspirational guy. And this golf tournament with all sorts of sports and other celebrities that are going to be participating September 1st. It benefits the Boys and Girls Club of the Greater Binghamton area, the Community Hunger Outreach Warehouse, Chow, Catholic Charities Programs, the Urban League, and also they have a special separate thing that just raises money flat out for for housing programs for homeless veterans. It's really a big deal, and it's always very, very fun and a great chance for some of our local business people and stuff to participate. So you can hear all about it with uh, me talking to Kirk Gravely of Security Mutual Life tomorrow at 6.03 a.m. on Southern Tier Close-Up. That's on WMBF, WMBF WMBF.com, 92.1 FM. And remember, once we air it on Saturday morning, it goes up on the WMBF podcast. Yeah, you know I'm gonna. I'm not gonna wake up at six o'clock in the morning to listen to it on a Saturday. But the podcast, it's going on as soon as I wake up tomorrow. Because you know me, I'm a baseball guy. And plus, on a couple of our sister stations, it runs at seven a.m. on Sunday. So ah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm still gonna be asleep. I promise you that I will still be asleep at seven. <laughs> no, I will be up feeding dogs. That's <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the good thing I like about not living at home anymore is I don't have to wake up and feed the dogs in the morning. But yeah, the the Black Aces is. That's a nice little slice of baseball history and even yeah. some recent baseball history, and too. And only just now starting to get, I mean, over the past few years, starting to be recognized. You know, it's like they're talking about the, a league of their own and how over the past few years the the women that played baseball during World War II, how that was just starting to be recognized, but a lot way, way, way overdue for um, the Black Aces, the Negro League, and all that kind of stuff in, in baseball in America. Oh, yeah. Way overdue recognition. Well, CeCe Sabathia, and we talked about this a little bit before off-air, yeah. CeCe Sabathia has been huge for kind of promoting the, the Negro Leagues and the history of black baseball players in baseball. And that's one thing that the only reason I would ever go to Kansas City ever is for the His name does come up tomorrow, so Museum. you must listen. Yes, you have to listen. Yes, you must. There you go. Yeah, CC Sabathia, he does so much, uh, especially for the African-American baseball community. He started the Players Alliance uh, charity that's just made up of African-American baseball players who they go into cities where, you know, baseball is an expensive sport to play when you're young because there's so much gear involved and tournaments cost so much money and teams cost so much money. So they go and they hand out gear in uh, underserved neighborhoods and they meet the kids they sponsor little league events so cc sabathia one of one of the real ones out there i like him a lot i i got to chat with him a little bit at the press event he did for the players alliance in the bronx i think it was the first one they had ever done um so that was that was pretty cool and just such a awesome history for black baseball and one slice of baseball history that we talked about yesterday was just you know josh gibson the guy who anybody who played with him way back in the 1930s and 40s would say you know this guy would run circles around babe ruth but at the time you know he couldn't get into major league baseball because major league baseball was segregated and we don't have any film of him so we can't actually see you know how good was this guy exactly but everybody who ever played played with him said this is the greatest baseball player that's ever lived yeah and another guy with a lot of stories to tell and a lot of people that have listened to wmbf over the years uh, are familiar with this guy too he was our guest last year talking about the tournament um al downing jr is planning on being back in town again uh this year of course there was some sort of problems with covid and things like that but 
20 years they've been doing this golf tournament, and Al Downing Jr., another really absolute sweetheart of a guy, um, good friends, of course, with Mudcat over the years, and he's going to be back in town for the tournament as well. That's awesome. Yeah, another guy, Bob Gibson, who was he was so good that they had to change the rules of baseball because he was too dominant. He had a sub two ERA one year, and they were like, you know what, this is this is not working out. We need to lower the mound to make it easier for hitters. Also, a member of the Black Aces. So good slice of baseball history there. I'll definitely be listening to that one. As you should listen to every Southern Tier close up, every single one, every week. And it's on the podcast. And it's on the podcast. You can listen whenever you want. 745, you're listening to WMBF. Some p- News Radio 1290, WNBF. 747 on WNBF. Just got a call from our friend of the program, Carol from Johnson City. Gave me a nice little nugget that Al Downing actually played for Binghamton. His first professional year, 1961, 20 years old. Played for the Binghamton Triplets. Had a pretty good season, too. A 184 ERA in 98 innings that year. So that's a good nugget. Something to ask him about when he's in town. Time for a check on traffic and weather. The New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. And the lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Starting Monday, August 15th, State Route 7 between Pleasant Hill Road and Hancock Road in the town of Colesville will be closed to traffic to facilitate a culvert replacement. The closure is expected to last approximately seven days, weather permitting. A signed detour will be posted. Twist Run Road in the town of Union will be closed to all traffic on August 16th and 17th for drainage work. The road will be closed from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on both days. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will not be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 56 degrees, 81% humidity. Today sunny with a high near 73. Tonight clear, a low around 48. Tomorrow sunny with a high near 75. Tomorrow night mostly clear, a low near 51. And Sunday mostly sunny with a high near 77. Sunday night chance of showers mainly after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy, a low around 57 degrees and a 30% chance of rain. It's 7.50. You're listening to WMBF. Scott. Seven fifty-three on WMBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. 
From ABC News Tech Trends, battery life was a big complaint with Samsung's last generation of smartwatches. Now the company is aiming to fix that with the Galaxy Watch 5 and 5 Pro. Bigger battery, faster charging. It's not perfect, but it is better than what you had with the 4. Victoria Song of The Verge says that while Samsung's 5th gen smartwatches gain battery power, they lose the physical bezel controls they were known for. It was beloved by a lot of fans and it was just very fun and intuitive to use. But it's kind of become a a victim on the altar of sleek minimalism. The standard Galaxy Watch 5 starts at $279 and targets general consumers. The new $450 Pro model is aimed at lovers of the great outdoors. You saw Samsung really kind of tout its durability, its very long battery life, uh, and the fact that it has turn-by-turn navigation. With Tech Trends, I'm Jim Ryan, ABC News. I'm Vince. on WMBF. Time for a quick check on sports. No games for the Yankees and Mets last night. The Yankees head to Boston tonight for a three-game series with the Red Sox. Yankees 71 and 41, first in the AL East. The Red Sox 55 and 58, fifth in the AL East. Domingo Herman pitching for the Yankees, a 1 and 2 record, 509 ERA for the Red Sox. Nathan Avaldi, 5 and 3 record, 423 ERA. Good chance for the Yankees to start to build some momentum after a slow start to the second half of the year for them. The Phillies are coming to Queens to face off with the New York Mets. Phillies pitching Ranger Suarez, 8-5 record, 368 ERA. For the Mets, Max Scherzer, an 8-2 record, a 198 ERA. Mets currently 73-39 and on a bit of a hot streak right now. The Phillies, 62-49, third in the NL East. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies lost last night 8-6. Got RBIs from Rowdy Jordan, Hayden Singer, and Matt Winokur. Jordan and Singer both hit solo home runs. Jordan's in the first inning and Singer's in the seventh inning. But not enough offense to overcome the eight runs scored by the Altoona Curve. The Rumble Ponies are back in action tonight at 7.05 at Marabado Stadium. If you can't make it in person, you can listen right here on WMBF. Pre-game starts at 6.50 with Jacob Wilkins. Another cool sports story, Bill Russell's number six jersey is being retired across the NBA, a first for the league. The league and the National Basketball Players Association announced Thursday that the number worn by the 11-time champion, civil rights activist, and person good enough to be enshrined in the Basketball Hall of Fame as both a player and a coach was being permanently retired by all 30 teams. Major League Baseball permanently retired number 42 in honor of Jackie Robinson, who broke the big lead's color barrier. And the NHL retired Wayne Gretzky's number 99 in honor of that sport's all-time scoring leader. NBA players who currently wear number 6, including LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers, may continue to do so, but the number cannot be issued again. 7.59 on WNBF. I'm Kath. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station.